Well, friends, I just wanted to start by saying Merry Christmas. I do hope that you've had just a wonderful Christmas season at this time. My name is Brian, and I'm one of the lead pastors at Walnut Hill. It's just a joy and a privilege to be able to share with you today, just the day after Christmas Day, as we celebrate that Jesus came to earth. We've been in this sermon series we've been calling Heaven Came Down, and that's the truth. God came as one of us. His name is Jesus. Emmanuel, God is with us. Well, today, my wife, Becca, and I, we want to share from two different people's perspectives. And these two people, maybe you don't hear about them so much in the Christmas story, but it's after Jesus' birth, and Mary and Joseph take Jesus to be dedicated in the temple. And we meet these two characters, Simeon and Anna. And the passage was just read from Luke's Gospel, chapter 2. And so I want to share a little bit about Simeon. And just share a little bit about what we can learn from Simeon on how to see heaven come to earth. Heaven came down. And a little bit later on, Becca's going to share about Anna. You know, when I look at the story of Simeon, I see a man who loved the Lord. A man who was filled with the Spirit of God. A man that somehow, through the power of, of, of the Spirit of God, knew, was convinced that he was going to see the Messiah. The Messiah was being waited for. The people wanted this Messiah to come, this person that God had told them about, this person who would come and rescue them. And so Simeon had this insider information from God that he would be one of the ones who would see the Messiah. So convinced by it. The Spirit guided him one day to the temple. And he shows up in the temple, and there he sees Jesus. And he knows right away that this was the one that he had been waiting for. I love how he goes to Jesus and he picks him up. Now, listen, a lot of people think Simeon was a priest. We don't know that. So he just goes and he picks this child up and he declares wonderful things about him. He declares hard truths about him. He prophesies over him. And then he speaks to Mary. What an amazing story of a man who was so connected to the Lord. You know, as I was praying about Simeon and and wondering what God would have me share with you just a day after Christmas, there were two things that the Lord revealed to me about Simeon that would just show us how to bring heaven to earth. The first thing is this, is that he was faithful. Simeon was faithful, man of, of faith. Now think about it. This story, as we read it in Scripture, it tells us the good part. It tells us the good part about the day when Simeon was drawn to the temple by the Spirit and he got to see Jesus. But I want you to imagine, if you can with me, all the other days. All the other days. We don't know how many days. We don't know if it was weeks or months, probably years, where the Lord says, you're going to see the Messiah. And all those days, maybe many of those days where he walked to the temple, hoping to see the Messiah, but didn't. Yet he faithfully went, faithfully sought for this Messiah, faithfully showed up. You see, for Simeon, he he wanted to be there when God opened the door and walked through it. He was ready and prepared to be there. And what was the result? He got to see Jesus. He got to be present when the Messiah walked through the door. His faithfulness led him to seeing Jesus. You know, this Christmas, as we head into this new year, I want to be faithful like Simeon. You see, Simeon wasn't faithful 
to be seen. He was faithful so that he could see. He wasn't faithful so that he could be seen. Look at all these wonderful things I'm doing. Look how devout I am. Look how spiritual I am. He wasn't faithful so other people could notice. He was faithful because he wanted to see Jesus. I want to be faithful like Simeon. I want to have a faith that's devoted and dedicated and committed to seeking the Lord. Not so that it could be seen, but so that I can see Jesus. Friends, this Christmas, I wonder, how is your faithfulness? Are you committed? Are you dedicated to showing up? If God opened the door right now, would you have the spiritual eyes to see him? I praise God that he's been so faithful to us, so faithful to us. And now he's given us this this chance, this this moment here on earth to be faithful to him. I wonder, like Simeon, will you seek him with your whole heart? Will you seek him day in and day out? I want to challenge you and encourage you going into this new year to practice faithfulness, practice devotion. And I believe that when we do, God will be faithful to us and we will see him. The other thing I love about Simeon and that was, I was really drawn to is not only was he faithful, but he was filled. I wonder, what are you known for? If I were to ask your friends, your family, what are you known for? I'm sure they'd have an answer. I'm sure they might say, oh, he's known for this or she's known for that. She's a great cook. He's a great this. She's a wonderful leader. He's this, that, this, this thing. He loves this sports team. He's known for this. What are you known for? I love that we'll always know Simeon as a man who was filled with the Spirit. That's how he's known. How are you known? And because Simeon was filled with the Spirit, filled with the presence of God. He was known to be a man who walked closely with God. Because he was filled with the Spirit, he was filled so that he could see. I love how when Jesus came into the room, he saw the Messiah. He knew it wasn't just this ordinary baby. It wasn't this ordinary kid. He saw, no, that's the Messiah. Now, that wasn't the natural eye seeing that. That was a spiritual eye seeing that because he was filled Joseph and Mary didn't walk in with a poster, didn't walk in with an announcement. There was no commercial about the event that was going to take place. No, he had to see with spiritual eyes. How did that happen for Simeon? It happened because he was filled with the Spirit of God. But also, he was filled, and because he was filled, he was able to speak. He spoke these prophetic words about Jesus, these things that would come true, these things that wouldn't come to the natural mind. They were supernatural things. He spoke over Jesus saying that he would bring Gentiles and Jews into salvation, an amazing prophetic word that would come true. He talked about how Jesus would be the one who would reveal the hearts of people. He spoke prophetically words of encouragement to Mary. Because he had this filling of the Spirit, he was able to speak these powerful words. Friends, I wonder, did you get what you wanted for Christmas this year? Now listen, I don't want you answering that in the chat, especially if you're my family members and I gave you a gift. Don't answer that in the chat right now. But did you get what you wanted for Christmas? I want to propose to you today, and I want to tell you the truth, that you can receive the greatest gift you could ever receive. The gift of the filling of the Spirit. The gift of knowing the presence of God, knowing His peace, knowing His comfort, His compassion. 
knowing the love of our Heavenly Father through the filling of His Spirit. No greater gift on this planet. In fact, right now, I want to pray. I want to pray for our faithfulness and that our, through our faithfulness, we might see Jesus. But also, I want to pray that we would be filled, filled with the Spirit of God, that we would have spiritual sight, that we'd be able to speak kingdom principles and truths and encouragement into one another's lives. Let me pray now. Lord, I pray for our faithfulness. Lord, I pray that we would be a dedicated and committed people to you. And Lord, I pray that we wouldn't have faithfulness hoping to be seen, but I pray that we'd have faithfulness that would lead us to see you more often. And Lord, right now, I pray for your filling. I pray that each and every one of us would receive the greatest gift of all time, the gift of your presence. Right now, into our living rooms, into our homes, Lord, would you come and fill us. I pray this in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. And there was also a prophet, Anna, who worshipped night and day. Well, Merry Christmas, everyone. It's wonderful to be able to continue on in this story as we talk about being in step with the Spirit, staying in tune with the things of the Lord. My name is Becca Mowry, and I'm our worship director here, and it's a real privilege to be able to share just for a few moments some thoughts about Anna who scripture tells us was a prophet in the temple. And she'd been there probably decades and decades serving in the temple and worshiping in the temple. And as we've even learned from this sermon series of Heaven on Earth, when we talked about worship, that we were made to worship. We were made to be part of God's kingdom and honor him. And as we worship, as we walk in a lifestyle of worship, we experience freedom. And we experience purpose, and we see from this story today that we experience spiritual insight. When we lean into the Lord, when we press into Him, when we open our hearts and our minds to Him, when we focus on Him, God tunes us in to the movement of heaven on earth. Anna was tuned in, she had insight. The closer we walk with the Lord, the more in tune we are to the miraculous that he is doing all around us. He tunes us in to the things that matter. You see, the temple life was crazy, probably a little bit like some of your houses these past few days, and maybe even more so as we come into the new year. There was so much hustle and bustle going on uh, around the temple life. You had so many people coming in and out. There were temple servants and prophets and priests, and there were animals, and there were animals being sacrificed. I mean, the, the temple was the center of life. It was, there was a marketplace, which we learn later on in the Gospels. Uh, it's the center, the hubbub of life, and, and busyness, and activity. But there was Anna, and amidst the activity, amidst the, the, the chaos, if you will, of the temple life, Anna was not distracted. And as she worshiped, God gave her promptings and insights into where he wanted her to be at that particular moment for that particular day. What he was doing she caught wind of in the spirit as she tuned in through worship. So as she worshiped, she was able to engage with the plan of God and the moving of God where he was going. Scripture goes on to tell us that Anna went up 
to Simeon and Mary and Joseph and this baby. So here she is worshiping. She's worshiping and she's serving in the temple. And all of a sudden something inside her says, pay attention, something's about to happen. Something important is happening right now. And she engaged. She engaged with where the spirit was directing her. She wasn't an observer. You you see, I think sometimes our, our faith can often settle into what feels like religion because we become observers rather than participants in what God is calling us to do. She didn't just sense this prompting, but she engaged with it. She moved towards Mary and Joseph and Simeon. She wanted to see what was going on. And scripture tells us that she went up to them. She engaged with what was happening. And I love putting myself into stories um, and kind of imagining either I was, I'm one of the characters in the story or I'm watching this from a distance. And I wonder, I wonder if uh, when Anna is feeling this prompting in her spirit, all of a sudden you can almost sense, you know, she's worshiping the Lord and serving and the Lord says, now pay attention. And all of a sudden amidst the hustle and bustle, she focuses in and she sees something happening. And then she decides to walk towards it. It says she went up to them. And I almost wonder if as she began to step closer and closer, maybe just like everything about her began to tingle and she walked slowly. And by the time she actually got to the Christ child, she was leaping with excitement because her progression towards Jesus brought her divine revelation and understanding about the situation that she was engaging in right there. Do you see that when we engage with where the Spirit calls us, that as we walk closer to Jesus, as we walk side by side with him in step with the Spirit, I can almost picture her just like crazy excited about this plan of what was going to happen. She didn't want to miss it. Each step was anticipation. Each step was greater revelation. Now that's just maybe uh, me reading into the story. But what scripture tells us is that she worshiped and she engaged. And when she worshiped, engaged, that led her to an overflow of proclamation. She proclaimed. It says right there in verse 38, coming up to them that very moment, she gave thanks to God and spoke about the child to all who were looking forward to the redemption of Jerusalem. Who are all those people? These are all the Jewish people in the temple, people who have been under a legalistic and oppressive faith and a government system under the Roman Empire. These people were hungry for the Messiah. They had been waiting for him for hundreds of years, the Jewish people. They were hungry, and all of a sudden, as she worshiped and engaged and began to proclaim, she became the voice of hope. She became the voice of excitement. She became the voice that brought life to a people who were probably feeling maybe a little hopeless at that time. And here, because of her engaging with the prompting of the Spirit, I caught this for the first time when I was reading this. Do you realize Anna was the first person to proclaim about the Messiah? Aside from the angels telling a group of shepherds off, you know, well, we read that passage over Christmas. The angels told the shepherds, but Anna was the first person who told the crowds. And I love that. She had this message, this message that brought hope and life. And it was a message that would eventually lead and become this revolution, for lack of better words, but a revolution of hope, ushering in hope and a new future in an age that we live in today. Worship, 
engage and proclaim what Jesus is doing in your life. Worship him this year. Commit to it. Commit to it. Plan it out. Worship him through the word. Worship him in community. Worship him by honoring him with everything that you do and say worship him. Engage. Tune into the things of the spirit. Be committed to it this year. Ask the Lord. He is a giver of good gifts. Ask him to open your spiritual ears that you might be able to engage with him more and that you would have the strength and the courage to walk out in the obedience to what he's calling you not just to do, but to proclaim with your life, to proclaim with all that you are. I hope that this has been inspiring. I hope that this story inspires you. I would encourage you to go back and read it again and allow the Lord to open your eyes to things that he's speaking to you today, this particular day that he wants to open your eyes to and invite you into. Let's pray. Jesus, we just ask that you would bring us today and every day forward into deeper and deeper worship and adoration of you. Would you teach us, good teacher, how to worship you? Lord, would you heighten our senses as we draw near to you? Would you tune our ears to your voice, Lord, and give us the strength? Give us the courage to be able to follow hard after you and to engage in all that you are already doing here on earth. And Father, this year, would you give us the desire to keep in step with the Spirit every day, even amidst the chaos, Lord. Let us not become so distracted. Would you radiate from all that we do and all that we say and all that we are. We love you and we bless you. Come and have your way in Jesus' name.